Welcome, tan-dressed and ready listeners, to the second season of the inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers Electronic Storytime, with our production of A New Spin. Now make sure your strap is securely fastened and keep your feet and arms inside the vehicle at all times as I turn you over to your new hosts, Lucinda and Millicent Brimble Banks. Nothing has changed. Ha! Everything has changed. I have the treasure map. I have commandeered your vessel. I have taken your first mate prisoner. <coughs> Pipe down, you scurvy dog. <coughs> Get it, Voxport? He's literally a dog. I got it. Ha ha! Yar! Poop dick! Mizzen mast! Ahoy! But nothing has changed in the sense that I will still defeat you and your whole villainous pirate crew. Captain Balder Dash. We'll see about that, Admiral Flimflam. Prepare to taste the steel of me cutlass. I have no taste buds. Metaphorically. What does it metaphorically taste like? On guard. Millicent Renee Beatrix Brimblebanks, stop torturing poor Voxbot. Oh, Lucinda, relax. She doesn't want to sword fight you. Besides, you've gotten Dumas all riled up again. <coughs> Quiet, boy, and get off the sofa. Well, I don't know what a dog is for if not for riling up. I'm free of boarding school, I have a dog now, and I'm riling him up! Oh my, his tail knocked over the marble bust of Bismarcky. Master Bentley and Master Jameson would not be pleased with this. My cousins Bentley and Jameson are no longer the masters of Brimblebanks Manor. After I discovered their father stole my father's rightful inheritance, we've set everything right. Now Brimblebanks Manor belongs to my sister Millicent and me. Sorry, Mistress Lucinda. Sometimes I forget. It's okay, Voxbot. It's been a period of adjustment for us all. But I assure you I remain loyal to my duties as the assistant to the caretakers of the legacy of stories of Brimblebanks Manor. And as the new caretakers of those stories, we remain loyal to the legacy too. But we don't believe that hokum about Brimblebanks Manor being a dam between realities, and that if we don't tell the stories it lets weird pieces of other dimensions burst into ours. Well, Millicent, I've been here a little longer than you. It might be possible. Really? At any rate, we are aware of the importance of legacy. In fact, that reminds me of a story. Yes, let's do this! Once upon a time, there was a princess. Nope. What? Nope, no princess. Millicent, I'm the older sister. We are not taking over the storytelling as a pair of girls. Ladies. From a pair of boys and immediately start off by telling a story about a princess. Hmm. I suppose I see your point. So, once upon a time there was a vampire? Come on. Music teacher? Nah. Millipede? Nope. Short order cook? Meh. Dog walker? <laughs> Superhero? Supervillain. Fine. the streets of Tempo City, the villainous spinner was locked in deadly combat with the courageous Captain Resplendent. While this charlatan and this champion have been arch foes for decades now, the sight of them soaring through the sky never fails to fill the citizenry below with awe. The spinner's constantly whirling jet belt keeps him aloft and creates a deadly vortex of air around him. While Captain Resplendent zooms through the air thanks to his golden cape, one of the many gifts of the ancient lords that help him protect Tempo City. Give it up, Spinner. Drop the money bag and turn yourself in. I know all your old tricks. There's no new spin. You can put on things to fool me this time. Oh no? Check out my latest weapons. I think you'll see. They're the tops. 
And even worse than that terrible pun, the spinner launched two poison-tipped spinning tops out of his gauntlets toward the hero. But thanks to the spun silk silver of his tunic, the toxic tops ricocheted harmlessly off the captain. Haven't you learned by now, spinner? My terrific tunic doesn't just look great. It keeps my torso impervious to harm. Arg! Well, I've got one more trick up my sleeve. Or rather, at the end of it. He wasn't sure if that even qualified as a witty rejoinder, but the spinner aimed his gauntlets at the nearby weather vane atop the Kurtzberg building and let loose a blast of spinning wind toward it. The metal snapped loose and twisted around and around in the air between them. You're so vain, Captain Resplendent, that this ought to go with your outfit, too. He was much more satisfied with that pun. Careful, Spinner. Somebody could get hurt. Yes, Captain. You. Well, I was thinking, probably you. No way. It's going to be you. Well, I doubt that. I'm betting you. It's totally going to be Their voices and their tempers both continued to rise as the weather vane spun round and round and faster and faster between them. The two old foes shouted like a pair of schoolyard rivals until one end of the weather vane smacked hard into the unshielded head of Captain Resplendent. Yes, the ancient lords had given him an impenetrable helmet as one of their gifts, but he hadn't worn it in years because it messed up his perfect hairdo. The weather vane bounced off the bloody and bashed head of the hero and swung uncontrollably back toward the villain and pierced him straight through. The two men fell and fell into the soaring gods met the unforgiving concrete of the Tempo City streets far below. Witnessing the sudden stop at the end of their long fall, a nearby anonymous citizen screamed. <laughs> Miles away, on the campus of Tempo U, a phone rang in the pocket of Sarah Spiner. What is she studying? What? What subject is Sarah Spiner studying at Tempo U? Millicent, we were just in the midst of a stylish transition into a dramatic moment. Yeah, but what is she studying? It really doesn't matter. I think it matters. I think we should like to get to know her a little. Fine. She's studying fashion design. What? No. Business. Blech, no. Banking? Lucinda. Modern dance. Nope. Veterinary medicine. Ah. Uh, Millipedes. No. It doesn't matter. It matters to me. Fine, then you pick. Hmm. Okay. The aesthetics of modern crocodile wrestling, farm management, and publicity. Millicent. No. I thought you said it didn't matter. Well, yes. Suddenly I feel like it's important that it is not the aesthetics of modern crocodile wrestling, farm management, and publicity. Can that be her minor? Fine. And her major is social work. Great. Can she answer the phone now? Yes. Hello, Sarah Spiner. Sarah, this is Officer of Officer. Hello, Officer. What has he done this time? I am afraid it ain't good, Sarah. It never is. Is he behind bars again? It's worse than that this time, lassie. Your father, Stanley Spiner, a.k.a. The Spinner, he's dead. Shocked, Sarah dropped her phone and it tumbled down to the sidewalk below, where the screen splintered and cracked, and the delicate machinery inside shattered beyond repair. Nice thematic resonance. Thank you, Millicent. The rest of the day was a blur as Sarah was whisked around and around from one place to the next, identifying her father on surveillance footage as the remains were too far gone to recognize, answering questions from the police, enduring advice from the lawyers. At one point in the station, she passed a young man with blonde hair and tears in his bright blue eyes. Their gaze met for just a moment. He was the most beautiful boy she had ever seen. Late that night, the whirlwind finally stopped, and Sarah was dropped off back in her apartment, her head still spinning. The tears finally came. He'd been a terrible father, always more interested in his crimes and schemes than attending parent-teacher conferences or crocodile wrestling recitals. But he had loved her. Despite all the missed birthdays as he sat in jail cells, she had never doubted that. 
Her head wasn't the only thing spinning. The antique globe she kept on her desk, a rare gift from her father, began slowly rotating all on its own. She lifted her head from her hands and stared at it. It began to pick up speed. The oceans and continents blurred as the little world spun faster and faster. Sarah stood up in confusion. As it continued to spin, the globe suddenly opened like a flower before her. Inside, a thin antenna with glowing blue tips. A beam shot out of the antenna and projected a face on the wall. The face of her father. It spoke. The world revolves so quickly, doesn't it, Sarah? I've seen you grow up so fast. Now I'm dead. I'm sure you know that by now. If you're hearing this message, it's because the news has already hit the net. I've programmed this globe to respond when certain keywords appear on more reputable news sites. I... I should have done more. You tried, Dad. I know you wanted to be a better father. I should have done more. I should have been a better criminal. You have to carry on my legacy. You have to be the spinner now, so my name lives on. And with that, her father's image was gone. The antenna spun toward the trunk at the end of her bed and shot its beam into the keyhole. A previously unseen drawer opened itself beneath the false bottom of the trunk that Sarah had never known was there. She stepped closer to it, slowly, cautiously, her eyes wide, her lip quivering. Inside, a bright metal belt with two complicated-looking mechanical canisters on either side. Two wristbands. No, gauntlets of shining silver and adorned with various buttons and knobs and covered with compartments with secrets inside. A purple and black jumpsuit with a mask to match. A little purple ribbon was tied to the mask. On the other end, a piece of paper with the words written on it, for Sarah. Sarah ran back to the desk, picked up the globe and threw it across the room where it smashed against the far wall. Damn you! She walked back to the trunk and stared at its contents, blurry through watery eyes. She picked up one of the gauntlets and placed it on her left wrist. It whirred and hummed to life. Damn you! What's this? An inheritance of evil? What will Sarah do? Stay tuned. Brimblebanks fans and find out after this break. Nice, Foxbot. Thank you. If you're new to the superhero biz, you may just find making a name for yourself is even harder than you think. Literally. Superheroes have been around for a long time now, and it might seem like every cool name you can think of is taken. Heck, it might even seem like every not cool name you can think of is already taken. So while you sit there googling crime fighter nom de plumes, no goodniks are out snatching purses and sticking cats up in trees. You need to get out there, and you need a superhero name now. That's where we come in. At Super Appellative, we already know what names have been taken and what names have not. We have an available superhero code name just waiting for you. Just listen to some of these choices. The Snorkeler. Flash Mob. The Human Porch. Wiffleball Boy. Rugburn. Thunderthigh. The Dangler. Lickety Split. Thrilla Chinchilla. Sassy Pants. Dr. Sideburn. Worse than arriving at a wedding wearing the same dress as the mother of the bride is showing up to foil a bank heist when another superhero shows up with the same name as you. Avoid super social faux pas with super appellative, where great names like these are just waiting for you. Tickle me, ammo. The Scarlet Semicolon. Batman. Fool Boy. The Corduroy Crusader. Garden Weasel. Ghost Mailman. The Vape. Cat Scatman. Superman, but with a question mark. Parallelogramma. Admiral Gravy Boat. Swoopy, the human seagull. Twerkules. Yes, call super appellatives and any of these names could be yours before anyone else hears them. Wait, have we not trademarked any of these names yet? 
No, but no one's going to use them. I don't think anyone is going to think of them on their own, so... But we just said them all in this commercial. Oh, crap. Way to go, Captain Blabbermouth. Excuse me. I'm the attorney for speed-talking superhero Captain Blabbermouth, and that remark you made is an infringement on the legally trademarked and copyrighted codename of my client. Here's your notice of being sued. Here is my card. Here's an autographed 8x10 glossy of my client. Here's a complimentary English muffin from the breakfast buffet at the Holiday Inn where I am staying. And here's the key to my room in case you get lonely later and feel like company. Cuddling only. No funny business. Thank you, and I'm Rex Benyanonen, turning to the superheroes. Did you just steal our commercial? Try to prove it in court. I know all the legal terms, like, I object. You'll never defeat me. Up, up, and hearsay. We now return you to the inscrutable Brimble Banks brothers. Sisters! Sorry, sisters electronic story time. Here are Lucinda and Millicent Brimble Banks. How are we doing, BB? Fine. I guess. Whatever. We're doing great. An alarm blares at the central bank of Tempo City. Citizens cower as the monstrous Nuja Nubia, half-man, half-spitting cobra, all evil, uses his acid spray to eat through the vault. Soon all the richness of Tempo City's richest citizens will be mine. Could you have picked a sentence with more S's? Yeah, say it, don't spray it, Fangface. Drat, it's Tempo City's newest Superhero. Twister. And her plucky team sidekick, Little Wendy. Eat acid, heroes. The lumbering snake monster opened his mouth wide and shot acid out towards Sarah. Under that mask as the hero Twister. <laughs> Twister and Wendy's gauntlet spun wildly, shooting a gust of wind toward Nuja Nubia and blasting his acid back in his own face. Eat it yourself. Blah. I'm immune to my own acid, fools. And you can't hit us with it, you slimy stinker. Snakes aren't slimy. That's a myth. Either way, looks like we're out of stalemate. I doubt it. Acid spit isn't my only power. I'm super strong, too. Suddenly, the wall burst in, followed immediately after by a man dressed all in gold and silver. Greetings, friends. Mr. Magnificent, here to lend a hand. The golden cape for flight, the spun silk silver tunic for protection, the golden gloves of strength, and the cologne of damn that smells good. He wore all the gifts of the ancient lords that had once belonged to Captain Resplendent. And by lend a hand, I do mean a fist! Mr. Magnificent winked one beautiful blue eye at Twister and flicked his flowing golden hair as he dodged an acid loogie from Yuja Nubia. One punch to the jaw, and the snake monster spun and fell to the ground, unconscious. We could have taken him out, you know. We were about to windblast him so hard into the vault he would have knocked his head silly. I don't doubt it for a second. Wendy's right, but we appreciate the assist all the same. Thanks. I'm Twister. Sarah said, extending a purple glove. He smiled a gleaming smile in return and her heart skipped a beat as he placed his hand in hers to shake it. Glad to help. The problem is, Nuja Nubia here keeps breaking out of prison. Normal jails just don't seem to hold him. Hmm. You know, I think there's a place I could put him where he wouldn't get out. The wind tunnel! That's right, Wendy. Need a hand getting him back there? Uh-uh-uh, Mr. Magnificent. You don't get to see my secret hideout on the first date. Oh, is this a date? Oh, brother. You want to talk more? Meet me atop the Spirit of Freedom at sunset. 
Twister's jet belt began spinning, and she flew into the air and through the hole Mr. Magnificent had made in the wall. A vortex pulled the unconscious snake monster along behind her. What a woman, Mr. Magnificent said before flying out through the hole, too. Great. Well, yeah. See you guys later. I guess it's up to little Wendy to sign all the autographs to the adoring fans. Freedom was a 300-foot statue standing in Lieber Bay, looking toward Tempo City. In her right hand, a sword symbolizing the need for strength to protect freedom. In her left, a lotus flower, the symbol of compassion. Seated at the tip of the sword, Twister looked out toward the blending oranges and yellows of the sunset. Magnificent, isn't it? Twister turned and saw the form of Mr. Magnificent hovering next to her. Do you use that word all the time? What? Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know, I forgot for a second that was my superhero name. <laughs> I'm pretty new to all this. Me too. I thought so. Your costume design, your devices, they used to belong to the spinner. Yes. They were... I acquired them after he passed on. Was he... I'm sorry. Was he your father? Yes. But Spinner was a villain. Yes, he was. A rather successful one, too. I don't know. He was one for a long time, anyway. When I acquired his personal effects, I wanted to try to even the scales a little. I wanted to take what he had made and use it to put the good into the world, instead of evil. And you wanted to prove something? I, I guess. To yourself? And to him? I guess a little bit. He never... He never believed in me. At least, not that he ever said. I guess part of me wants to prove that I can do this better than he could. Still seeking approval? I get it. But really, mostly I want to do good. You believe in justice? Is that corny? Not at all. It's inspiring. I... My father was Captain Resplendent. I'm so sorry. It's okay. You didn't do it. I only bring it up to let you know... I understand. Your father was a hero. Sure, sure, but still. The weight of expectations, the legacy. Yes. I'll see you again. I'd like that. Twister? Yes? I believe in you. Under her mask, Sarah blushed. I'm not crazy about where we're going with this. What? A love story? It's not a love story. There's a love story in it. All the superhero stories have love stories in them. Ugh. But why? Because everyone's life has a love story in it, of one kind or another. Doesn't mean we have to tell that part. Yes, I do. The story needs a little more Windy the Teen sidekick in it. Fine, add something about little Windy. Meanwhile, little Windy, Twister's awesome teen sidekick, was on her way home and enjoying the ice cream cone she'd rewarded herself with for the day's heroics. What flavor? Solid question. Banana fudge and dill pickle. That's disgusting. Your face is disgusting. Nice. Well, if it ain't little Windy, Tempo City's new favorite goody-goody sidekick. Well, 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 if it isn't the noise boys. Both words spelled with a Z to convey toughness. We're about to get noisy and tough with you, girl. I don't think so. Taste my justice. And with that, Little Windy used her wind power to blast her ice cream into the faces of all the noise boys. Ugh! 
this tastes so gross. Yeah, let's run away. Yeah, for sure. And that's why I bought such a disgusting ice cream flavor. She knew she was going to be attacked. She's pretty sharp. And that's why she bought dill pickle ice cream. What? No, that's why she bought banana fudge. Millicent? Bananas are the worst. Anyway, later in Tempo City. Hello, this is Rod 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 with the Tempo City News on Channel 6. Fledgling superheroes Twister and Mr. Magnificent have been seen quite frequently fighting crime together all over our fair metropolis. Rumors have been swirling faster than Twister's flying belt that there may be a romance between the two titans. But Channel 6 is the first to provide you this exclusive footage of the two heroes locking lips after foiling a recent jailbreak by Dr. Dental Drill. What does this mean for Twister's sidekick, Little Windy, now that Twister is part of a duo that's even more dynamic? Keep your eyes on Channel 6 to find out. The heck I will, Rod, Rod, Rod. Little Wendy's going to get the straight story from Twister herself. Oh no. Looks like tensions between our heroes are growing faster than a speeding bullet. Find out what happens after this break. It's time now for our brand new feature. Let's enjoy getting a tax break for educational content while you enjoy learning with the science kids. Hi, I'm Jody. And I'm Dodie. We're, We're the, the science, science kids. kids. Hi, welcome to Science Kids, the show where cool kids learn cool facts about cool science. Did you know science built the volcanoes? Did you know science built Rhode Island? Without science, we wouldn't have ham salad. Is there anything science can't do? Bring back your puppy. Why, Mr. Ploppers? In every episode of Science Kids, we'll explore one subject of science and learn all about awesome. it. Awesome. Are you ready? No. Give me a second. Now? Not quite yet. Okay, now. Now! Science! Let's sing the Science Kids theme song. Ready, go! Science, science, kids science, 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 science! Today's Science Kids topic is fingernails! Did you know fingernails keep growing even after you're dead? Did you know bread keeps baking even after you turn the oven off? Did you know ovens keep writing even after they've been told to put their pencils down? Fingernails! <laughs> some people bite their fingernails with their teeth! Some people scratch their teeth with their fingernails! Do you know some people scratch records? Drop the beat! <laughs> Wikipedia says fingernails can grow up to be anything. Even the president. Even President Tuxedo. President Tuxedo, where a kid can be a kid. How many fingernails do you have? Fifteen. Wait, From but. From Vietnam. Did you know 96% of fingernails grow at the end of fingers? Did you know 3% of fingernails grow at the end of your tongue? Did you know 78% of fingernails grow up to disappoint their parents? What colors can you paint fingernails? Red, blue, and orange. That's all. Now we know everything there is to know about fingernails? Yes! Thanks, Thanks fingernails! Science kids! Science kids! Science kids! We now return you to the inscrutable Brimble Banks, sisters, electronic story time, and the thrilling conclusion of a new spin. In addition to inheriting the weapons and the look of the spinner, the official will had stipulated that Sarah also inherited her father's modest home. She lived there now, though the home, like her father himself, was more than it appeared to be. 
She had brought her new boyfriend, Mr. Magnificent, home with her after another night of crime fighting. <laughs> I can't believe you said that to him. <laughs> I couldn't help it. You spin him around and around like a hundred times, and then he's just wobbling there, his eyes rolling around in his head, completely stunned, and you actually say... Turnabout is fair play. <laughs> That is so corny. I had to. <laughs> no, no, it's great. I loved it. <laughs> As she watched him laughing, Sarah couldn't believe how much her life had changed in just a few short weeks. Not only had she become a powerful and respected superhero, she had also fallen in love for the first time. He was so kind, so enthusiastic, and so beautiful. She knew it wasn't really what mattered, but when he looked at her with those piercing blue eyes and flashed that perfect smile, she swooned every time. She took off her mask slowly, then thought carefully about what she was going to say next. She bit her lip and looked up at him before saying, I think I'm ready. Uh, are you serious? I think I'm ready to take our relationship to the next level. Literally? Literally. She reached over to the wall and ran her fingers along a miniature figurine of a goose that hung there. She placed her finger on its outstretched wing and spun. The goose whirled around quickly and immediately triggered the bookshelf to slide aside, revealing a spiral staircase down to a hidden basement below. Oh. My. God. Follow me. Sarah led the way down the dark winding staircase and Mr. Magnificent followed. Below was a cavernous chamber about the size of an airplane hangar. The wind tunnel. In the center of the room, a huge clear plastic tube with fans at the top and the bottom, and a spinning tornado inside. Computer screens and television sets lined one wall, a variety of costumes along another. In one dark corner, a large cage that kept spinning slowly. Inside, a familiar, monstrous half-man, half-snake. Nuja Nubia! He's still here! Yes, until the police can figure out a cell that will actually hold him this time. Mr. Magnificent, how I'd like to see my acid sky, that pretty face. Shut it, Garden Snake. So this was the lair of Spinner. Yes. Now the secret headquarters of Twister. It's pretty cool. I know, right? The house isn't much to look at, but I think Dad spent all his time down here anyway. So, where's the rest of it? No rest of it. This is it. But, uh, where did he keep his plunder? His plunder? You know, all the money he stole over the years? Where's his secret stash? Secret stash? His millions. There aren't any millions. There aren't even any thousands. What little he managed to rob early on, he all put back into equipment in this place. He saw it as an investment and to become a better criminal. But he never did. What? Yeah. Once he had a little success early on, he attracted your father's attention. After that, it was all over. He never really made much money ever again. But... But he kept at it for so long. Yeah. Persistent and stubborn really mean the same thing. It's just we use one word for successful people and the other for losers. <sighs> so there's no fortune? No fortune. Wow. Yep. So anyway, I can give you the detailed tour. You should see Dad's old underwater costume. It's really ugly. I don't think he ever... You know, actually, I, I think I'm going to call it a night. Oh, yeah? Well, let's take it upstairs. I never kiss in front of captive snake monsters. No, I mean, I think I might just head home for the night. Is everything okay? Yeah, sure. It's fine. What's going on? Nothing. It's just... I don't know. Maybe we're moving too fast. We're superheroes. That's what we do. I'm serious, Sarah. 
You were the one who kept pushing for us to get closer. You were the one who wanted to see me with my mask off to come to my house. I know, but now I... I You're the one who kept asking to see the wind tunnel. Look, I'm going to just go and You I, son of a... That's it. That's what you were after all along. Look, that's not... You thought there was some kind of fortune down here, and now... You don't get to judge me. What would your father think? He was a hero. My dad was just like yours. What did you call him? A, a stubborn loser. Your dad fought for good. Your dad saved lives. And what did it get him? Do you have any idea how much debt he was in when he died? All he left me was this stupid costume and a mountain of unpaid bills. So you used me? Your father killed my father. You owe me. I owe you? You're damn right. You selfish creep. You said, you said you believed in me. What? You, you knew. You knew my father never said that and you used it to exploit me. Right from when we first met, you said you believed in me. Was it all lies? I didn't even know you. What was there to believe in? You manipulated me! Well, you made it pretty easy. One little, I believe in you, and your head over heels. Grow up, Sarah. You really think you're going to change the world playing dress up and punching a few petty crooks? It's nonsense. You scumbag! Goodbye, Sarah. You don't get to call me that. Call me Twister. Goodbye. Face me. Please. My father beat your father with the same powers hundreds of times! I am not my father! You sure as hell are not your oh, father! Sarah! Face me! Later that night, Little Windy stood on the front porch to Sarah's house and spun the knob of the old-fashioned doorbell. After several turns, the door finally opened. Windy! What are you doing here? I'm your partner. Or did you forget? No, I didn't forget. It's just that... You've been spending all your time with Mr. Magnificent instead. Well, well, I won't be doing that anymore. You guys broke up? Awesome! Little Windy pushed past Sarah and into the living room. Hey, you've got your costume on. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Well, if you're all suited up anyway, let's go fight some crime. I don't know, Windy. I don't know if I want to do that anymore. At all? I don't know. Come on! We were doing good out there! Were we? Yes. Well, I need a break. I need a break anyway. Fine. Well, I'm going to go myself. Fine. I just need to pick up my spare set of gauntlets from the wind tunnel. You can't. What? You can't go down there. Right. Whatever. Windy reached for the goose on the wall, but Sarah screamed at her. I said you can't go down there! Stop. What? I don't like this. You don't like what? I don't like where the story is headed. Where is it headed? She's done something. Sarah's done something terrible. Mr. Magnificent did something terrible. Sure, but she's a superhero. I like her. She was doing good. You're the one who said you wanted to tell a story about a supervillain. I know, but now I like her. Let's change where this is going. Let's say she talked him into being good. Let's say Twister and Wendy and Mr. Magnificent all form a team, or- No! Come on. No! But we could- But that's not how it happened. What are you talking about? Let me just tell the rest. Sarah still had her costume on, but had removed her gauntlets. Windy fired a gust of wind at her with one functioning gauntlet, knocking Sarah back into the couch. She spun the goose and then hurried down into the wind tunnel below. Windy, wait! Oh my god! I told you not to come down here! What have you done?! Windy! Uh, kid, get me out of here! You shut up! He belongs to Nusha Nubia now! It was true. There he was in the spinning cell. Mr. Magnificent locked in with Nusha Nubia. Acid spittle dropped from the snake man's mouth and hissed and burned where it hit the unmasked Mr. Magnificent's face. <laughs> Twister!
monster. This is crazy. He is evil. He tricked me. He used me. You're supposed to be a hero. This is justice. You were my hero. We were a team. Twister and Wendy. I'm not the Twister anymore. Call me Spinner. I'll stop you. I'm going to do what he wanted. I'm going to carry on his name. But instead of being a villain or a hero, I'm just going to punish the wicked. Judge the users and scumbags as harshly as I see fit. I can't let you do that. You'll never see me again. Sarah opened the door in the plastic tube in the center of the room, stepped into the tornado within. The wind lifted her off the ground and her hair spun and swept straight up above her. She smiled a manic smile as she began spinning around and around. Sarah! But Sarah could no longer hear her and would not have listened if she could. She shot up through the tornado's funnel, up through the secret passage in the chimney, out into the sky, and was gone. Nope. I was right. I don't like how that story ended. I don't care. Next time, let's keep the collaboration going a little better, okay? Fine. Next time. Listen to... Are you... Is everything okay? Good night, Millicent. Yeah, okay. Good night. That was weird. Hmm... Voxbot? Yes, Mistress Millicent? I haven't gotten the whole layout of the house down yet. How do I get to the basement? Follow me. Okay. No, Dumont. You stay there. Stay. Down there. Thanks, Phoebe. Where is the light switch down here? Is... is somebody there? Uh, who's there? Help! Help me! Let me find the light switch. Who are you? Millicent. I'm Millicent Brimblebanks. Brimblebanks. Of course. That explains everything. You're Lucinda's sister. How do you know Lucinda? She was my... She's my ex. Ex what? Ex-fiancé. Wait. I found the switch. electronic story time presentation of a new spin or any way the wind blows written by pro dh Sprocky and starring colleen stano williams as lucinda brimblebanks and leah bauer as millicent brimblebanks this episode was brought to life by the voice talents of kaylee schneeman as sarah Snyder, also known as the twister matt wallace as mr magnificent emily eggs benedict as little windy patrick johnson as spinner and nuginubia chris grimm as captain resplendent officer ophosopher Rod Rod Rod, and a noise boy, Peter Danica's Tubin and a noise boy, and the Voxbot 5000 is herself. The Science Kids Learn About Fingernails was written by Pro D.H. Sprocky and starred Hala Aloe as Jody and Amanda Burgess Dowdy. This episode's commercial, Super Appellative, was written by Pro D.H. Sprocky and starred Ryan N. Wilcox, Andrew Courier, and Don Queda. Special thanks to Lisa Gavin of Gavin Photo for our publicity pictures. See them on our Facebook page and on our website. Thanks to 
Sasha Ferrari for loaning us Chazzy to model as Duma, who's a good boy? You are Chazzy. You are. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to the Inscrutable Brimble Banks Brothers Electronic Storytime and tell your friends. You do have friends, don't you? You want them to be happy, don't you? Also, we'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Facebook or write us at BrimbleBanksBrothers at gmail.com. Sigh. I miss Bentley and Jameson. Will they ever return? Find out next month. Until then, this is the Voxbot 5000 saying. Bananas are the worst. <laughs>